There have been almost 300 shootings since Columbine, but the rate is increasing. Since Sandy Hook alone, there have been almost 150 school shootings. Not all of them are considered mass shootings, but they all make students and teachers feel unsafe. When something bad happens, like it did at either of the two schools named, or any other school that goes through this kind of ordeal, how do the victims cope? How do they ever feel safe at school again? How can they expect to learn if there's a fear that lingers? One doctoral candidate in the College of Education's Cultural Studies and Social Thought in Education program examines ways that schools, teachers, students, and communities bounce back from devastation. Covering all aspects of teaching and learning, educational leadership and psychology, kinesiology, and sport management, it's Education Eclipse from Washington State University. Here at Academic Showcase, there's so much great research, and I'm with Patricia Marheis. And Patricia, I really like your research, first of all, because your poster, tell me about what, what, how you came up with the idea for this poster, because it's just so simple. Have you seen some of the other ones? Yes. Well, one of our goals in teaching and learning is to make research accessible in the dissemination to everybody. Not, we don't want to just talk to each other. And so we included very readable charts and lots of pictures and bullet points that makes this understandable for anybody who walks up to take a look at the poster. Obviously in your title, School Shootings, Reconstruction and Aesthetic Response, what immediately stands out, the, the reaction is the school shootings. What is reconstruction and what is aesthetic response though? First we want to point out that school shootings is it's really, really prevalent. And we've had at least 159 school shootings since Sandy Hook in 2012. And so, just like you, most people um, are, are deeply affected by this, and it has been part of their life. So, Reconstruction, what we're looking at, basically, is we're interested in the aftermath. What happens after a school shooting? And what we found is... The, the whole community, the students and the teachers, they say to themselves, who are we now that this has happened? And how do we get back to teaching and learning? How do we get back to our schools now that um, we have been shattered by this event? And so reconstruction is the word that we use in our model. It's a process using aesthetic practice of getting back to that uh, relational identity and getting back to actually teaching and learning. With your research then, one of the things that you said was an aim was to better understand the educational and relational significance of, of response to school shootings. What, what were maybe a couple of the other uh, aims that you had or, or goals um, in this research? So um, now that we've taken a look at at least three places where these school shootings have happened and we understand the process that they went through for reconstruction and reclamation, one of our next steps that we want to do uh, to understand this a little bit better is um, to be able to talk to uh, students who are in the College of Ed and who are learning to be teachers. One of my end goals is to be able to um, 
work with them and say, look, if this happens in your school, we certainly hope not, but if this happens in your school, if there's a very disruptive event, here are some steps, here's a model that you can use to work with your students and the other teachers um, to be able to come back together and return to the classroom. If you haven't experienced some kind of disruptive, terrible event, it's really hard to understand students and, and schools and that have been through that. But what can pre-service teachers do to better prepare themselves, I guess, for, I, I don't want to say the next potential shooting, but to really identify with children and to, to help them feel like they can go to school and they can learn because, you know, kids go through this. I don't even know how they could potentially learn after that. It's so traumatic. Yes, and this would just be one part of the process of coming back to school. Obviously, there are security measures, um, the psychologists are involved in that healing process, um, parents are involved, and other school administrators. We're just looking at one slice, one area that hasn't been necessarily attended to uh, within the whole process of coming back to school after a disruptive event. So if you look at the, the in-school responses, the, the three schools that you mentioned, Sandy Hook, Columbine, and then Red Lion Junior High, um, and, you, and that was a 2007 shooting, what are some of the ways that, that they responded, or, and, and obviously this isn't the completeness of the response, but what are some of the major things uh, ways that they responded, and maybe just a few of your thoughts on, on these type of activities. Um, we took a look at two primary responses. One we called a relational identity response. So again, that it looks at the question of who are we now? Who are we together now that this has happened? And besides doing regular memorial events and flowers and candles and that sort of thing, which are necessary, we found that people engaged in what we, uh, again, we call a relational identity response, an aesthetic response of doing everything from uh, making cards to sculptures to community uh, civic engagement events like planting trees and with a very devastating event like the Sandy Hook Elementary School uh, shooting we found that people were doing things aesthetically and sending aesthetic responses um, from all over the world and if you for example reading this card it says um, I'm sure you love them but I do too so this is a way of the child that wrote this from a whole different uh, school, a whole different state, writing into Sandy Hook is recognizing the loss, but also relating himself to what has happened and to those people. So he's bringing this relationship together in support. Now the second thing that we looked at was the in-school aesthetic response, which had a lot to do with the design of a new school building or creating um, artful works within the schools. Right, so Sandy Hook, it's not just about artwork on the, on the walls. No, no. It's a whole new school building design that integrated um, security, 
as well as um, the creation of a, a really positive learning environment uh, for the students. One that was really interesting to me was the Red Lion Junior High response where they had a shooting in their cafeteria. And actually a fairly short period of time after the shooting, within a week, they brought the students back into the cafeteria where um, it had been quite crowded and full of students. And they had a, uh, a bucket of black paint there. Each student dipped their hand in the paint and actually put their handprint on the wall, literally touching it and reclaiming that space and created this handprint mural um, and, and just changing the space and the design um, that, that they recognized, that they participated in. Yeah, and I, I can imagine that it was very symbolic, but it also helped empower them to, to go to school after that and to healing. say, we can learn, We're, this is part of our healing and this is ours. Right. The students, it wasn't just administrators doing something or an architect doing something. The students themselves fully participated in it and now, felt part of it. I don't know the answer to this, but I look at this picture of Sandy Hook, for example, and it's a great uh, concept. It's a, uh, it's very interesting. It's got basically three classroom wings, and it's it's open in the middle, and it's supposed to have significance of fingers of an open hand, right on the site. I wonder if they built this with the thoughts of the kids, based on your Red Lion Junior High. It it would only be really, really, truly effective. I can imagine if if the kids had a, a major part of that. Part of the, the, the response was from the full community, including the students, parents, townspeople. And they met frequently in groups with the architectural firm. And they had input on the design, on the gardens, what they wanted for security, but also um, nature, the gardens. Um, what artwork went inside? What was the best research out there in terms of creating a learning environment? And all of that, they, they had all the input, and then the architects worked around that input. I think it's very obvious that aesthetic projects can help lessen that disruption, help lessen the trauma of school shootings. It'd be interesting to see how this, this research evolves and how it can help inform future things. Uh, anything else you want to add about this? Because I, I think this looks fantastic. Um, the one thing I would add is, yes, we're looking at, obviously, their healing and psychological effects, but we're also very focused on the education aspect of this. Now that this has happened, how do we get back to teaching and learning and doing that in the most effective way possible? And we believe this research um, we'll take steps toward uh, addressing that. All right, Patricia Marheis, PhD candidate extraordinaire. Thank you so much for, uh, for doing this with us. Thank you for listening to Education Eclipse, a College of Education podcast from Washington State University.